What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. shit the beard's gone yeah um it was getting too unruly so we must start a new a new chapter in our lives or a new chapter in our um facial hair journeys you know um i wanted to shave it off sooner but it was november and it was like oh we we have to grow out for november so that's why it didn't happen as long as he did but hopefully i can't lie you look like 20 years older really yeah (laughs) what is it that's interesting i don't i don't know what to say to that except i guess get you someone who could do both um (laughs) i guess that's all i have to say to that uh this is episode 332 uh how are you doing today oh you know normally i say i can't (laughs) complain but today i could i really could complain but i'm not gonna all right hey man you know it's uh um I don't know. This is, this is I'm I'm sorry. My mind is split because it's a, it's a cold world. It, it hey man, it's a very cold world. It's an evil evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> he cold. He cold. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, my mind is split like three different directions because one, we have a podcast to do. Um, two, because I'm in the midst of playing an extreme sport right now called Track My Package um oh, that's my favorite sport yeah it, hey that's real sports like all that hockey and fifa world cup bullshit no the real that really sport. track my package really really preys on like all the all the, like the attention span deficit shit that like we've encountered growing up on cell phones it really it really like messes my just scrambles my brain i mean it's it's i don't even think it counts as doom scrolling doom scrolling though i feel like it's a it's a nice refresher from instead of refreshing twitter every five minutes just refreshing the fedex website every five minutes to see where exactly my new basketball sneakers are um oh what'd you get i got the adidas had a really nice sale this isn't a promotion but like if you want it to be a promotion to adidas you could you could sponsor us but that being said adidas had a really nice black friday sale they had like 40 percent off of like mostly everything um and i got the james harden volume six sneakers i always wanted james harden sneakers two players that i always wanted sneakers of that uh well one i finally got but the other um we'll see was the derrick rose sneakers but like the bulls derrick rose sneakers um yeah with the, with the three stripes wrapped around the back mm-hmm. yeah those, those were those were iconic 
Those were yeah, the ones that, when they were like, this is the lightest shoe ever. And you're like, oh, wow, I can dunk now with these. Like, yeah, the Audi, the Audi Zero. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah. And, I like um, those. I'm not, they are. I mean, you, you can probably imagine I'm not the biggest like Adidas guy in the world. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those are classic. No, they, like, even, wow. even the non-D Rose yeah. versions, like the ones you see on college basketball players with the three stripes like wrapped around the back of the heel, mm-hmm. like, that's a that's a pretty a crazy pretty lights shoot. Yeah, that's crazy a, lights were good too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. Adidas kind of they went to the crazy lights and then they got to the boost. I love the boost, like all the boost shoes. I love those. Um, yeah. and then they kind of fell off. Like aside from the Hardens and the Dames do look nice and the Donovan Mitchells look nice too. But aside from that, like they haven't really like usually with Nike they have like the shoes that are nice but they aren't attached to a player. Yeah. Or maybe more so like Jordan, like Jordan brand. They also do that as well, but that's technically Nike, blah, 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 blah. But Adidas, if they're not attached to a player, their shoes are kind of like there is just no selection there. But yeah, I yeah. always wanted the D-Row shoes. The all the other shoes I always wanted were the James Harden Volume 2s, which are super expensive now, like $500 if you even find them in the first place because they're like four or five years old at this point. But yeah. Getting the sixes the ones, are nice. The ones with like the different colored toe, mm-hmm. the first Harden with Adidas, where like I remember my brother had some and they weighed like 30 pounds. It felt like obviously not 30 pounds, but they were like the heaviest shoe I've ever put on in my life. Yeah. I, I um I was watching a YouTube video, like you know, like the people that review the shoes and stuff like that. And yeah. on one person's page, they weigh the shoes in front of you. And I think the ones that I got are like 13.6 ounces or something like that. Yeah. So not the lightest shoe in the world, but they look really nice. And yeah, I'm just excited for them so that I could go hoop. I'm going to find some place with a nice canopy and hoop outside. I'm going to put all the thermos on and stuff like that. And everyone yeah. who's outside. Because I like, honestly, I prefer hooping in the winter to the summer just because there's less people hooping in the winter. So like you get more games in and like the people who are out there like hooping are the ones that actually want to hoop. Versus the yeah. ones that are just like, oh, I'm just here for shits and giggles. Like, well, Yo, okay. I, I miss, I'm not trying I to miss, wait for two hours. <laughs> I don't miss school, like being in school at all. I do miss when we were all at school at the same time and you could just pull up and there was like seven pickup games going and you could just like, it was like, kind of, like almost like depending on how you're feeling that day, you could go into like, you could either stay in the new gym or you could go in the old gym because the old gym, you knew you might get some like, like you could run a you know a bunch like you're not gonna get kicked off the court because it's like not people in there but if you wanted to be like all right yeah we have like you know like you and four are your friends so it's not just a random five and you go into the new gym and like that was crazy our that like those couple months our senior year because it was closed it's closed to like November and then COVID happened so yeah we got like three months in there those were some good three a, months though that was yeah, a very no, good three months I remember too they put the new the new at the time new college three-pointer in there mm-hmm. so like my range was crazy like in me and you like obviously like you take a look at me and you and i don't know if it's like yeah like but like if you play enough it's like yeah the range comes and then all these people who like i've said it before i, I killed to be five foot ten. Oh yeah but these like these these kids were big you're shooting over and it's like wow yeah i I what's crazy is I remember the first bucket I got in that gym, like the new, like when they finally built the new Archibald, uh, talking yeah. about Syracuse. Like I remember the first bucket. I, I feel like I drove right, I in and out 
I in and outed and then I drove right and then I spun and I shot a floater and it hit like the front of the rim and then the back of the rim and it went in. I remember, I remember when we first all got in there, like the first, we first got all got in there. It, it was funny. It was like watching like a change in like, like actual basketball where like everyone was short because the three pointer was like a foot, foot longer. So I remember like even like the pe- people who were in there who were like actually nice or like front rim. And I was like, damn, this feels good. This feels <laughs> good to have everyone be. Take them down a peg a little. Yeah, my favorite play, though, in there was, and obviously it's pickup, so it is what it is, but I remember Obas, uh, a.k.a. Draymond Green, got a steal, and he was up ahead of me. I think I've told you this before. He was up ahead of me, and I was just like, it was the first time I had ever done, like, the, I can't remember who does it, but, like, you just, like, you know, make that that specific noise. You're like, oh, you know what I mean? And Obas just dropped it between his legs, <laughs> like, right to me behind him. And I shot it from like six feet behind three and like the net didn't move. And I was like, I will never, this is the peak. Like there will never, <laughs> it'll never feel better than what if it was like from like KD against the Cavs range, like where he was just standing, like looking at LeBron. I was like, wow, this is the closest I'll ever get to greatness. This is how KD feels all the time. That's insane. That, I, I, that's the thing. Like, especially when it cut, like it's so in rhythm and it, you like barely feel it come off your hand. You're like, the fact that That's it don't hit the net either. Feeling. Like, I, I, I personally like the shots. I feel better about the shots that hit the back of the rim and just go down versus the ones that hit the net. Because I'm always aiming for the back rim anyway. So if it hits the back yeah. rim, I'm like, okay, that was, like, on target, on target versus it swishing through the net. Um, yeah. One time, before we actually get into the uh, the review, one time I actually blunt the, I blocked the dunk one time. Like, some, like, <laughs> some, like, <laughs> some, like, six foot five dude who looked like he should be an offensive lineman just like tried to go up on me and I just like went up like just instinctually and I just like smacked it out of bounds that was like the peak everyone saw it too like everyone in the gym saw it too and they were like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh like that was just like yeah. th- that was like the peak I remember life. like fresh freshman year in a mail freshman oh, year in a mail like you, you think it's in mail <laughs> so you're like all right in mail like whatever but like some of the people playing in mail especially in like the that middle division did not like i'm like you should be like playing like actual college basketball somewhere like what are you doing here and i remember this kid i like and i'm obviously not tall so i got out in front of him on the fast break and i'm trying to just be like annoying or whatever and i like i slapped at the ball one time and then he just jumped up and dunked it and i was like what the fuck i was like nah that's i'm i'm leaving bro how many Uh, how many times would you say you've got you've gotten dunked on in your whole basketball Oh, that's the, that's the only time. That's the only time. Okay, that's that's interesting. I feel like the uh, hey, I where I grew up, it wasn't anybody, anybody dunking. I we remember had, we had we had one kid who could dunk, and it took him until like senior night, senior year to actually do it. <laughs> I remember one time I was playing when I was in high school. I was playing outside, like pick up New York City Park stuff, and um. I look over at the other court and I see someone get dunked on. And then I see like everyone like react how they do. And I see the dude who get dunked on, just pack up his stuff and go home. No. Yeah. My, when I, I mean, this is the last one before we can get into Miss, Mr. Ray. When we were, when I was really young, like middle school, like the only kid from my high school who played AAU, like went to an AAU tournament and he texted me. He's like, nah, he's like, this is not, he was like, this is not, not what I thought was going to happen. He was like, yeah, he, he was like, kids are like dunking. Like kids our age are dunking and it's time to leave. And yeah. I was like, All right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's no shame in not dunking. I've never dunked before. I, oh, I'm but, never going to. Yeah. I mean, if you if you lower the rim, 
a foot and a half. I'll do it. Which I feel I like for my try. height is pretty impressive. I won't even try. <laughs> back on defense. All right, next play. Next play, JJ Reddick. Um, my my favorite tweet that I've ever sent, I think, was if they let me in the dunk contest, I would do a reverse pivot two hand dunk from the block and get back on D. <laughs> I mean, with the way that the dunk contest is going now, that seems to be a winner, to be honest. You know what I mean? That entry pass, just spin to your left, two <laughs> hands, get back. Tens across the board. All right. Are you sure it's going to be Because, you know, uh, what is it? Dwayne Wade doesn't like to give out tens that, that often, That's even true. if it's I a. Know Sha- I know Shaq's giving me 10, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, Shaq is. Shaq only hates on you to get the better out of you. Remember that, guys. Um, but that being said, that is Taylor McLeod. I am Nick Sperlow. Welcome to the Cap Podcast. This is episode 332. 332. Um, it's your weekly tour through hip-hop. Thank you for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Anchor, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now, but at some point during our conversation about Babyface Ray, you may feel inclined to, and we say thank you. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media, and check out all the Old Milk content at OldMilk.co. That being said, Taylor, officially, how are you doing today? Not great. <laughs> we can leave it at that. <laughs> all right. So hopefully that things get better or your day progresses and something, uh, maybe you, I don't know, stalk a package and it comes on time. I don't. I don't really know what's it. What was what was cruel was I got two packages yesterday right after I got some terrible news. So oh. I was like, oh, this isn't even fun anymore. <laughs> you can't even enjoy the championship. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're standing holding the trophy up, but there's no trophy. It's like it's like that first uh it's like Michael Jordan uh, after he came back and he all he could do was cry. Um yes. obviously different uh circumstances, but uh we're talking about babyface Ray, mob. 18 tracks, 52 minutes long, featuring Lil Durk, Blast, Nija, uh, Doughboy, Samuel Shabazz, King Hendrix, and GMO Stats. Taylor, what were your first thoughts about Mob? I thought this was a really good project, and it's. I'm glad Detroit's getting a little, a little more shine than it has over the past couple of years. I mean, with, with Babyface Ray, Babytron, and Boldy James right now, and. Forgive me if I'm like missing some of, but those three. Forty two Doug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Forty two Doug. <laughs> oh man, no. I, I I'm glad that Detroit's getting getting shine, and I think that obviously for me it's it's very biased, like in terms of Boldy, like he's to me he's the best rapper alive right now. Mm-hmm. But for Babyface Ray, th- this project is just like. I think it's really good from front to back. There, there's some moments on it that like aren't my favorite, but they're not necessarily for me, and I get that. So, like, there, I don't, I don't have a negative opinion, and it's just like, yeah, I'll skip that song because I'd rather listen to something like Masterpiece than I would the song with Lil Durk, and that's like really, yeah, because hmm, I wanna I, like with with artists and it. Babyface Ray has been around a little bit longer than I think people realize. Like he mm-hmm. is older than. You know what I mean? Like he's not. It's not like he's like a, like young dude like, breaking onto the scene. So I, yeah, I'd almost rather like when when someone starts to get a little more buzz, I'd almost rather like hear just them, like being more like, 
I don't like authentic. to use the word introspective. Yeah, authentic is good. So where you really like get to like learn who they are because that makes me want to like go backwards in his catalog a whole lot more and also like be there for every drop going forward. Yeah. Um, I think that Babyface Ray has one of the best voices in hip hop. I think that he also has one of the best ears for beats. Um, I I appreciate how because of those two things, because of the way that he uses his voice and because of the beats that he chooses the music that he makes is just never going to go out of style. Like it's always going to be laid back raps on laid back beats. And that's always going to be a good combination Um, because of that. Like, again, like the beats that he picks just complements his laid back demeanor, but it's just a spectrum of laid back. So it's not like you're listening to the same thing over and over again. There's like so many different types of laid back beats for him to choose from. For example, brand new, brand new bends. Like that's like a, it's driven by like a soft, fast paced bass compared to spend it, which is like a slower bass, but the hi-hats are faster. And then you have um, massacre, which is like the most laid back a menacing beat can get in the first place. So I appreciate how there's that consistency, that cohesion in all of Babyface Ray's music, at least all the music that I've heard from him so far. Um, so because of that, I think that additionally, there might be some form of a comparison that could be made between him and Gunna because uh, the formula is essentially the same, even though Gun is more melodic. Um, it's still, hey, I'm gonna pick this nice, chill, laid back beat, and then I'm gonna do some laid back shit on it, and everyone's gonna love it. Um, I feel that though, because of that, those two artists are comparable in that way. Um, and also, I think I need a few more listens, but I think that I may like this album better than Face. Those are my first thoughts. Yeah, I like what you said about. I like what you said about him being so laid back, and people are gonna love it. Because I feel the same way. Like there's a, I I don't know how to put it besides this, but there's like a level of like coolness to Babyface Ray that is just so authentic and it makes the music so much better. Like I think that's the reason why a lot of artists that might not be that people aren't like, oh my god, they're the greatest rapper of all time, still like have immense immense success is just because of like there at no point on this album or really any time in recent memory for me does it sound like babyface ray doesn't doesn't think that he is like skating on whatever he's on like he fully believes that this is like the best song he's ever made every single time he makes it and like that's it, it, it's awesome to hear that like i like gonna i like the gonna comparison i think that there's a certain there's a certain future bag that he gets into sometimes like mm-hmm. kind of how babyface ray does every song reminds me of like future on like Percocet and stripper joint off DS2 or yeah I mean that's the one that stands out to me the most but it's just like it's just this it's like uh getting to hear like just someone who's so confident in themselves and so comfortable with what they're doing and then you add in like the actual like masterful ear for beats and it's that combination is just so it just it's so obvious it's so like oh man like this guy is just on on his own level right now just like doing things that he wants to do and like that's ultimately what what I look for most when I'm trying to like you know broaden my horizons out of the four artists that I normally listen to you know what I mean like I the the confidence is so important yeah the same way that Gunna knows the same way that Gunna knows exactly like how to use that, like, I guess soft is the best word, 
like that soft spoken like flow almost where it's just like yeah in, in in understanding like when to cut lines off and not trying to like be too intricate with like putting the lines together it's just like I don't know it's pretty perfect the way he does it and it's it, it makes an album like this get better every single time because you like hear a different place that he was like he's on a totally other like level than you even knew the first time you listened to it and it yeah it's it's really impressive the way he does that and makes it sound so effortless yeah um getting into a little bit of song breakdown i really like i I was surprised that you didn't like the little dirk feature because i think that the again like you know how i feel about little dirk when he raps like when he when he's actually rapping and i don't think he's i don't think i'll ever dislike a little dirk rapping feature um and i think that this wonderful wayne and jackie boy pairs um nicely with that uh i guess hypothesis that i have um doughboy's aggressive rapping as well on uh, massacre kind of fits into the same mold of uh being a nice a nice pairing for babyface ray's laid-back feature laid-back demeanor um crazy world i like crazy world a lot i think that crazy world really shows babyface ray's understanding of timing on an album like when you look at the or on a song excuse me like when you look at the song construction it's really just like two hooks in a verse but like a really long verse but if you're listening to it without looking at the construction it sounds more like okay so there's uh it sounds more like maybe two verses with a, a little interlude in the middle um and i think that that because of that and the multiple pauses that he takes throughout that one verse, it kind of makes the song, uh, it gets the best out of what that song is. Yeah. Additionally, sure. when he's like, yeah, you're going to talk me to death. You're going to cop. I'm hot boxing and foreign in a foreign with thoughts. They top notch for I let a nigga ride with me. Ah, ah, don't touch the door handles on this bitch. They pop out. Come on. Come on. No. Yeah. That come on. That same stretch. Like to me, crazy world is the best song on this project like mm-hmm. that is and it's not even that i don't like the little the little dirk feature because like like you said like little dirk does his thing on whatever he whatever he gets on so i don't really think there's anything to not like with it i think i think like where baby face ray is just like so cool to me at this point it's like i just want to hear him being cool all the time <laughs> like, like like even if he's being aggressive i just want to hear him being cool like i just and so that's more like what i mean it's like that like laid back that like more like hey, this is what I do. And like, I, I really love how you put it earlier where it's like, hey, I'm going to give you this laid back, like effortless flow and you're going to love it. Because that- I think that's, I think that's the best way to describe it. So I don't dislike what they were doing on the on the Dirk song or the Doughboy song or it's just like hearing him like on Crazy World, like still talking like the same shit, but making it sound like completely, it's, it's, and I hate to make this comparison. I don't hate to make this comparison. It's like, it's one of my favorite artists, but like, I think future is similar in that way. I think thug is similar in that way where they'll like, sometimes you don't even realize that they're talking, like they're talking reckless. They're talking like, you know what I mean? They're like saying like, like sometimes like the, the, the confidence just like overshadows like the aggression in the, in the songs. And I, I don't know, baby face Ray, like the specific moment when he's like, ah, ah, right. Where yeah. you wait, like <laughs> that kind of like, flipped the whole album for me because I was listening to it and I was like these are good but like nothing's really like and it always takes like one moment for me on a record to hear like like one moment where I'm like oh they're they're locked in on a whole like other level and I need to like I need to lock in just like that to like really really get everything from it so I'm glad you brought that up I think you're 
I'll give you I'll give you a compliment, Nate. I think you I think you're making a bunch of good points today. I'm Thank really you. Appreciate. I you know what, man? That coming from you, coming from my co-hosts, that that really means a lot. That you're the you're the only other person's opinion I care about when it comes to this podcast shit. So that that you know that from the heart, man. But um, back to the song by song breakdown. Uh, also masterpiece. I love how it just drips with a motivational vibe to it. That's another thing too. Like Babyface Ray's. There's like a like yeah it's it's swaggy it's chill it's laid back it's like it's amazing but there's just also that extra layer that isn't necessary but the fact that it's there it just puts him over the top of the motivational side of it that's just like okay babyface Ray you you're I don't I don't know if you I don't know how where I'd rank you in terms of uh, my favorite artists out of Detroit because I like Big Sean and I like T Grizzly and I like 42 Doug and Baby Tron. Well, I, I'd put Babyface Ray over Baby Tron, but Babyface Ray, you're up there in terms of like, like when I think about Detroit, I think about you. So uh, yeah. Also, I think that from track 14, actually you could really argue from track 10 um, to the end of it is where, where it starts. But I think that there's like one song, like none of the songs are trash, but in terms of like, like Taylor said, like some songs aren't for him, some songs aren't for me. There's like one skip in between that from track 10 to the end, uh, track 18. Um, but from track 14, Code plus Love Me Some More to the end, Famous, that's the best run on the album to me. Yeah. Corner Sweet feels like an outro. The It's like an airy melody. And whenever I hear it in the flow of the album, I kind of get disappointed because I'm like, oh, the album's over. And then it's like, and then it goes into Hallelujah, which is also another amazing song. And I'm like, oh, we still have two more songs left. So um, additionally, the way that the pace slows down on Corner Suite um, really adds to that outro feel. And then the out, the interlude at the end with the guy talking about, can I get my wings? Can I get my wings? Like that part adds to the disappointment or the perceived disappointment that I'd have in terms of this is the outro track. I wanted more. I wanted more music. Um, but the actual outro track, Famous, is amazing as well. Again, the motivational lyrics, the introspectional theme to all the lyrics as well, and the piano melody that slows everything down. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this album has two outro tracks. And I don't, I I guess my question for you, Taylor, would be, would you place Famous as the outro track if you were track listing this album, or would you put Corner Suite as the outro track? I think I would put, it, it's interesting because I think corn. I think you're right about corner suite. I think it does sound more like an outro, but the fact that there's two songs after it makes me kind of like almost fine with it. I wish Hallelujah and Famous were almost like got the little like treatment where it's like parentheses bonus track. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like all right, the album the album ended on corner suite, but like here are these two extras. Um, but that being said, I I don't know. It's e- even if they were together, I think that could go like yeah like i don't have any issues with it that's the thing like I, i'm trying to like be like oh well i really in it but it's like i want to hear all three of these songs yeah like, no there's not one of them that i want to and like maybe if you put hallelujah higher up and then you just went corner suite into famous or famous into corner suite like I, I don't think you can really go wrong and i think it's it's a testament to just like where babyface ray is at right now and his his like ascension over this last year because you had face earlier in the year and now this it's like he's really here and i you can like i wonder if you agree with this i think i think the piece you said about motivation is is important and i think the rappers from cold weather cities are like and maybe it's just because you and i are from cold weather mm-hmm. i feel like so much more motivated by rappers from cold weather cold weather places like 
the only two that really stand out to me in terms of others are Nip and his whole thing was obviously, you know what I mean? That like was his, that was like his whole like his motivation. Whole thing. Yeah. And then Lil, Lil Baby, anytime I listen to Lil Baby, I just want to like start running outside. <laughs> and just like not stop. Um that's a good that's a good question. I because then even in its own way, maybe like Lupe Fiasco and um Juice World and like even in their own ways, they were motivational as well. And that's like Chicago, which is probably like, well, this is in fact, but as far as I'm concerned, it's the coldest city on earth. Um, that's interesting. I, I don't really have an answer for you right now. I think I have to think on that a little bit more, but that's a that's definitely a valid hypothesis. I'm, I'm using scientific words today. Um, hey, we love it. <laughs> um, but I think... As for my final thoughts on this album before we get to famous uh, favorite tracks, I my only issue with this is I wish that he pushed it back a week because this is a really good album and it's just going to get buried under the Metro masterpiece that we just talked about last episode. And that's really my only concern about it. Um, and additionally, I think that this will be a great uh, it'll be a great heat check for Double XL magazine because Babyface Ray was a Double XL freshman for 2022. Um, and I think it will show how much impact the magazine has in terms of what, like, how valuable is it to be a double XL freshman? Um, Face was released on January 28th and it sold 19,000 first week. So I'm interested to see what the numbers will be for this one. And if we can attribute any of that to double XL and be in baby face rate being on a double XL, uh, freshman list. Yeah, I, I, I'm th this project and I've said this about a couple of projects this year, cause you and I have talked about it. I think this was a really good year for music. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, no, it wasn't. No, like none of the albums are sure really good. And it's like, most okay. people got to clean their ears. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, you're not listening to it because like, I, there, I don't, I don't know what people, what more people could expect. Like we've said it a million times, every single artist, pretty much at this point, it feels like every single artist within the realm of artists that we would talk about has, has dropped this year, except for J Cole and yeah. Dreamville did a compilation album and he, he put out an album last year and for like for Cole, for someone who doesn't release on a on like the super yearly schedule, like, like even like a Drake does like, yeah, like last year isn't that far away for a J Cole album. Um, like a lot of the projects from this year, this project makes me so excited to see what, what Babyface Ray is going to do moving forward because you put out two projects this year that are very good. Like both the albums he put out this year are, maybe not album of the year contenders, but they're certainly like top 15, top 20 contenders. And to do two of those in one year, especially when at the same year you're an XXL freshman, isn't like, isn't a small accomplishment. So this, this makes me excited to see where he's going to go. And I think you notice sometimes that when, when rappers stick for a little while, either they get complacent and everything is completely the same, or they get tired of making the same sound and they go a completely different direction. And I think with, how effortless certain things are for Babyface Ray, it could be real easy for him to like jump on different sounding instrumentals and make them sound just as good as this. So my my final thoughts on this are like it's it's a great project. I can play it top to back. I can pick out certain songs in it. I think it bodes well for Babyface Ray moving forward, which is really like what what you're looking for in terms of longevity. Like it's it's good to it's good to know that like where it felt like for a while there, every single artist that made made an impact or was important or was making headlines was was from like 
it was kind of like just Chicago and Atlanta there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, to know that Detroit, that isn't, it's a, it's a storied hip hop city and there's a lot of like hip hop legacy in Detroit. And I would not like that. You can't take away anything that Detroit has done for the music game, especially like going back to the, the foundation of all the music that we listen to now. Um, it's just good to know that it's in it's in real good hands with who is making the music there right now. Yep. Um, do you have what are your favorite tracks? Obviously, you have favorite tracks. Uh, so my favorites are the intro, Waves on Every Chain. I like Nice Guy. I like Crazy World. I like Masterpiece. I like Code Plus Love. Love Me Some More. And I like Spill My Cup. I got Wonderful Wayne and Jackie Boy featuring Lil Dirk. Brand New Benz, Crazy World, Massacre featuring featuring Doughboy, Masterpiece, Corner Suite, Hallelujah featuring GMO Stacks, and Famous. All right. This has been the Cat Podcast, episode 332. Share your thoughts on Mob in the comments below. Do us a favor, hit the like button, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. That being said, we are out. We have two more episodes left in this season. Next episode, we will be, um, unless it doesn't come out, but if it, when it comes out, we're going to talk about Ab Soul's new album, and then we're going to close up with a wrap-up. So we will be back in two weeks. Uh, see you soon. Thank you for watching. Bye.